0: Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Scary Mysteries, Twisted News, Killer Gold Stash, and Con Artist Killer. Terrifying cases of true crimes and strange events. Every week, Twisted News dives into two mysterious and scary cases currently happening in our world. This week, we'll tackle the horrifying case about a man who killed his family for gold and the equally terrifying story of a con artist who killed and dismembered her victims. Get ready for Scary Mysteries, Twisted News. Number 1. Killer Gold Stash Chances are you've heard of stories about people being obsessed with treasures all around the world and how some of them even sold their souls for them. Sadly, these fictional anecdotes actually happen in real life. This ghastly story circles around a certain Frenchman named Hubert Cousin, who had the suspicion that his family was literally sitting on a cache of gold bars and coins. The treasure in question was supposed to be one of the infamous pieces of Nazi gold which Adolf Hitler and the Nazi party looted from their victims. As revealed in the reports, Cousin had a suspicion that his brother-in-law, Pascal Tredek, was able to get his hands on the said gold bars rumored to have been discovered in Brest, a port city in Brittany in the northwest of France. The 50-year-old said that he went to Orvault, near Nantes in western France, where Trodek and his family had lived. He was there with the intention to gather information about the whereabouts of this elusive gold stash. As revealed in the court documents, Hussein went to Trodek's residence and hid in the vicinity in February of 2017. He then brought out a stethoscope, placed it against the window and listened to the conversations of the people inside the house. Unfortunately, the sleuth wannabe was caught red-handed and things escalated quickly. The next thing that happened was that the two got into a fight where Kusin then beat his brother-in-law to death. He then went inside to find the victim's wife, Bridget, and he killed her as well. His murder spree didn't end there, though. He continued to go into the rooms of the children, and there he slayed Sebastian, who was 21 years old, and Charlotte, who was just 18, both of whom were sleeping. Police reports indicated that the perpetrator afterwards dismembered the bodies and removed them from the residence. He then brought them to his farm, located in a remote part of Brittany. There, he attempted to get rid of the remains by either burning or burying them. In a follow-up investigation, detectives found close to 400 chopped-up body parts hidden within the suspect's property. Meanwhile, results from the medical examination determined that the culprit used a crowbar to actually murder them. Kusan was subsequently put on a 16-day trial for his crimes, in his defense his lawyers argued that the man was suffering from chronic paranoid delusions the accused also insisted that he had killed his relatives out of the need to defend himself the frenchman though was eventually found guilty and then sentenced to 30 years in prison his wife was also given a three-year prison stint for helping coussin get rid of the bodies interestingly There had been a growing interest given to this killer gold stash, but ever since the case became popular, French authorities maintained that such a treasure trove didn't exist in the first place. Should their words be taken as a fact and did Trodek and his family die for no reason at all? Obviously, that's up for debate, but most of the public actually believe that the Nazi gold really does exist somewhere out there. Number 2. CON ARTIST KILLER We always hear the term CON MEN, which is short for CONFIDENCE MEN. But not all scam artists are men. In fact, some of the most infamous scammers are deceitful women, who use their cunning charm and exceptional wits to either score great fortunes or elevate themselves up into the echelons of society. Shirley Joe Phillips was born in 1936, and this Missouri native was described to be very good-looking, charming, and vibrant. And yet, despite being a well-liked individual, Shirley had problems with relationships throughout her life. She was briefly married and gave birth to a son named Glenn Minster in 1959. Afterwards, she raised the child on her own as a single mom. The hardships of single motherhood, though, soon got to her, and gradually, those around her began to accuse her of committing petty crimes. It began with her stealing from the men she dated to then sell their valuables and move on to her next unsuspecting target. Considering her attractiveness, it was nearly impossible for her to run out of victims, but she grew tired of the men her age and wanted more, and so... She set her sights on the elderly. It was in 1989, then, when Shirley met Wilma Plaster. Linda Baker, who was Wilma's daughter, said that her mother was an easy catch. Around that time, the old woman was by herself, and Phillips came in to offer company and comfort, the things she needed the most. Plaster had just lost her husband in 1984. He was a pastor, and for Wilma, their church and their family was everything. That's why when he died, the pastor's wife lost her will to live. So when Phillips came along, she once again found excitement in a new friend. Then on October 3rd, 1989, Plaster's children were concerned when they couldn't get in touch with their mom. Three days later, a woman driving home from work in Springfield, Missouri, noticed something odd along the road when she saw several garbage bags strewn about. She stopped to check them out, and what she found inside gave her the shock of her life. The bags were filled with several tools like garden shears, a knife, and lots of paper towels, all of which were covered in blood. Going through the rest of the bag, she then stumbled upon a human torso and a head. Piles of evidence were then brought to the local precinct for examination and identification. Subsequently, the dental records confirmed the victim was Wilma Plaster. An autopsy also revealed that she died of a single gunshot wound to the head, the shooter using a 38 caliber gun. When investigators went to her home, they discovered that the woman's car was missing. Her garage also looked clean, but was almost too tidy, and a hunch prompted the authorities to spray luminol, a substance typically used to detect the presence of blood. There, they found the entire expanse glowing with blue light, meaning that the place had been completely splattered with blood. This led them to believe that the actual shooting and decapitation occurred in that garage, Routine questioning was then done and the victim's neighbors told detectives that on the night of October 3rd, they heard a loud banging noise coming from Plaster's house. Though they didn't actually see the shooter, they did notice a silver car pulling in and later going out from the garage. This was a very crucial lead because upon questioning the victim's family, authorities found out that their mother had a friend who drove a Cadillac with the exact same silver color. They were, of course, talking about Phillips. And around that same time, a woman named Nora Martin, who was Phillips's friend, tipped off the police. She confessed that after October 3rd, the woman invited her to take their vehicles to the car wash where Phillips washed her car over and over again. Martin reported having found several bags hidden under Phillips's porch. When the police took a look at that, they saw plenty of cleaning materials, bank documents, and a cancelled check that Plaster supposedly issued to Phillips in the amount of $4,000. But the most damning evidence that led authorities to suspect the trickster of the crime was, of course, a gun. They also found the revolver, whose ballistics matched exactly the ones used to shoot the victim in the head. As police were preparing to arrest Phillips, the woman herself came into the Springfield Police Department to clear her name. She denied any wrongdoing and was asked to provide a handwriting sample to test the validity of the check. The result flushed the suspect's alibi down the drain and the calligrapher testified that the check was not signed by the deceased. Turns out the signature was forged. The calm woman was immediately detained for check forgery. Later on, her silver Cadillac was searched, and there they found traces of blood in the trunk. And so, on October 12, 1989, Shirley Joe Phillips was arrested and charged with murder. But the intrigue didn't end there. While she was in the process of being tried for Plaster's murder, the Oklahoma Bureau of Investigations contacted Springfield authorities on the disappearance of Phillips' mother, Lala Kyle. She had gone missing just a year before, and it didn't take long for this case to develop into something horrible. Oklahoma police found nine pounds of flesh which included fingers, a nose, an ear, a lip, and other body parts in a state park. Ultimately, it was determined that they belonged to Phillips' mother. It's yet to be confirmed if Phillips had something to do with her mother's murder, but she did end up getting jailed for slaying and decapitating Wilma Plaster. She was found guilty of first-degree murder in February of 1992 and was initially sentenced to death. In 1998, though, her death sentence was commuted to life in jail, which she is currently serving at the Chillicothe Correctional Center in Missouri. So there were two of the most intriguing and shocking stories around. The world can be a crazy place, and Twisted News is sure to show you why. If you guys like this video, then subscribe and hit that notification bell. We have three new videos coming out every single week for you guys to check out. I appreciate you tuning in, and we'll see you soon.